Hi there, welcome to this segment 10.5 of Armchair Analysis. We don't have any corrections for you, so we can dive right in. As a reminder, you can tweet corrections at us, or anything else, at AnthroGang. That's also how you can spread word about the show, and that's really useful, because we don't really market this show at all in any way. So, do us a favor and tell your friends. All right, on with the show. Thanks a lot. Oh my god, I love this so much. <laughs> wow. Lindsay, when your pigeon babies hatch, um, are you going to name them after the D&D characters? <gasps> maybe? Honestly, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I have to pee. I have to pee because I'm pregnant, but I have a system. Okay. Hold on. I'll be yes. right back. Okay, good. Good. <laughs> anyway. Good to know. Okay. Oh, my God. How do I orientate my eggs? Uh, are you swaddling your eggs? I wish the answer was no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's wonderful. I just have to make sure they're facing upright the right way. Support their heads. You have to like literally. We're just gonna cut back, and you're gonna have next week. You're gonna have a full baby Bjorn <laughs> for these two eggs. <laughs> I bought an incubator. I just have to do all this extra shit for like the f the next couple days. Well, before it gets here. I don't know what I'm gonna do at work. Honestly, remains to be seen. <laughs> I have more towels in the dryer, so they're heating up. That's good. God, I'm a cr I'm. I was saying to Rune, like, I, at, especially at work, but in general, it's like people know I'm a crazy person, but they don't know I'm like a crazy person. <laughs> <laughs> like, like this bitch is insane, insane. Like not. <laughs> no, you don't get it. <laughs> like, no, I'm crazy. Yeah. It's a good so, time. So uh, what do we have for analysis, if any? Um... Yeah, well, that's that's a good question. I was about to ask you guys that. Um, I mean, uh, I think... Uh, I think it's kind of interesting to possibly talk about, like, roles in ecosystems and stuff, because we dealt with that in the riddle. And uh, I think... I think the recluse was the spore thing. And I think something's going on. Are, wait, are we back in the lighthouse that we uh, were... Um, yes, episode one. In before. Oh. oh, that very lighthouse. Yeah. I see... Yeah. The, uh, the very lighthouse in episode one, um, uh, which was well, a pretty brief interlude because you are currently te teleporting to DM Shrug. <laughs> to wherever. Oh. Shiri Toss. Oh, no, we lost Holly. Yeah. We lost Holly. Well, didn't the ground underneath us just kind of, like, Batman shoot 
Okay, yes. so I missed all of that because something's going wrong with my connection. Oh, oh. Oh, was it the same thing that happened last time with our uh, other session where you were very slow um, in the, the the audio? No, like all of you were frozen and I couldn't hear anything any of you were saying. Oh, oh, huh. oh. interesting. There's, mm. there's something, there's something afoot. Um, <laughs> all <laughs> yeah, right, so, so... Yeah, it was, it was the same lighthouse. Okay, yeah. So I think, I think that, uh, that poem or that riddle was about the Spore Queen. And I think, like, we were the, we were the special people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she has since returned, but I think, well, something's changed since she came back. But now we're back in this, uh, now we're back on this island. And... I don't know if people are gonna blame us for uh, setting her loose and uh, all that. Well, you guys are you guys are like teleporting currently. You you you're not you're not staying on this island for oh, that right, long. Oh right, right, right. No, well, you're right, you're right. It's nice that she doesn't hold a grudge from all the times I called her a fungal ass bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's super cool of her. Yes. <laughs> Like, oh no, it's it's fine. I, I get it. <laughs> I, I I am a fungus bitch. I get that I a lot. Fungus <laughs> <laughs> bitch. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. What what else? Uh, is there uh, any other observations about um, the cave, the uh, the moss garden, the pool, the the tree, Ursula's madness? I don't know if I was right to be. Oh wait. So, you know how in the the riddle it had something to do with, like, lights and lures and stuff? I'm kind of glad I didn't fall for the whole, ooh, shiny light in the pool trick. <laughs> I, I don't know what that could have been, but I have a feeling I would have regretted following the light. Mm. <laughs> um, I, I mean, just the act of, like, teleporting around, which is something we've done before with, like, the Gateway Grove. Um, it just puts me in mind of like uh, liminality, but and like liminal spaces. But I honestly don't know if I know enough to expand on that any further, mm. or if that is even a fully baked thought. Are you thinking about the lighthouse? Is just it, as such a space? Or? Um, I guess the tree itself as a liminal space that it's it feels like a threshold mm, definitely some, something that comes with us like as i imagined it not really as like a sci-fi like star trek teleporter like we beam there and then we beam there i imagined it as like the tree is kind of in all places it's omnipresent and in the same way that like a door frame is on two different rooms, <laughs> like it's just, you just sort of pass through it, I guess. Not gonna lie, I kind of get the image of like some kind of Super Mario type thing where the tree kind of feels like those flags at the end of the, lo the <laughs> levels. 
like, yeah. oh, the tree showed up. Uh, it's time for the next stage. Right. <laughs> in like, uh, it reminds me of like, like an Islamic architecture. Um, mm. Like the role of the archway is to, mm. and this this is also like scientifically proven. Um, not that Ooh. it needs to be, but just it is also. Um, but that like walking th- the reason like the reason why there's so many arches and mosques is because like walking through an archway like cl- cleanses your mind of the space you were in previously and reorients you to the current one ah. even if there's no like ontologic even if there's no like actual division of space just the act of walking through an arch does that to your brain huh. oh that's wild i need to look wow. look at that if if you if if you find um, sources, I'm gonna, if you find sources on that, I'd be really yeah. curious. Cause well, yeah. I'll, I'll look for them, but um, that's yeah. also like that's also psychologically why people forget things when they go into different rooms and stuff like that. Huh, that makes sense. Wow, but yeah, that's cool. Um, I guess yeah, like the idea of uh, the tree, the tree being a liminal. Well, not exactly liminal space, but more of a limin itself, a threshold mm. itself. Um, it belongs nowhere, really. Mm. And that's why it stood out in the Gateway Grove. Um, and if you guys remember in the beginning, like I actually introduced the tree as some something very holy that had been like maybe profaned. Um, something that Foxglove was actually kind of afraid of um, that uh, they hadn't used in a while Um, and I think uh, just through sort of trial and error I kind of discovered why Foxglove didn't want to use it that much Um, because uh, there's like something happening to the tree now like it's starting to get sick and I kind of want to explore this phenomenon of like what happens when you don't belong to any particular space what Mm. happens when like when when you are too liminal when you are untethered right when you're so untethered that you you don't belong anywhere and it's just like you can be you can be used and exploited for um Maybe even maybe even by friends, maybe even by like a family, a found family, but like you know, because there's no question that the tree is your ally at this point. I think. Yeah. But you know, it wants to offer itself up to you, but it's clearly doing something way beyond its capabilities. Oof, that yeah. feels a little. Uh, that hits a little hard. Okay. <laughs> Jenny, Jenny O'Dah has this, like, a, like, a very brief musing in How to Do Nothing about how, like, as a mixed woman, she is, like, indigenous to nowhere. Mm. Uh, mm. So, mm. like, what, what is it, what, like, what does it do to a, not just a person, but also, like, to a people to All be, right. uh, um, to be from nowhere, to have no, uh, have no grounding and like I, yeah. I don't know that that resonates in terms of like diaspora politics of mm. of multiple 
flavors, yeah. but... <laughs> sure. Totally. Yeah. No, this... Um, that that does... I, I didn't even consider, like, what it, what it might do to an entire, like... To an entire people. I almost... I, I almost called, like... I almost broadly brushed the word people with nation and I figured that may not be entirely appropriate in all cases but um, it's it's so complicated like yeah like what does it what does it do to you what does it do to you to 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 have no roots like this is a tree and this is a tree that that and we've established that this tree is supposed to supposed to be like part of a broader superstructure mm. it's supposed to communicate with a lot of other different types of sentience a lot of different types of um, fungus and different plants and different like nutrient systems um, within the gateway grove but now it's even taken you outside of the gateway grove twice it's taken you into the city of Una and it's taken you outside of the island. So it's stretching itself really thin. It's broken itself off of those roots. It's completely uprooted itself. Um, and like, what does it mean for something to really completely overextend uh, in that way? It's exhausting. It's exhausting. Burning out is not good. No. Believe me, I know. Does it? The, does the tree want? Does the tree have desire? Like, what, does it want to be in a certain place, or is it? it does. I guess, does the tree have it? I, that just got me thinking of like taking advantage of like, like nice people who are like, no, no, that's fine. I'll do that or I'll, I'll cover <laughs> for you or whatever. And then that got me thinking like, oh, does the tree, are we taking advantage of it? Is it sentient in a way that like, I guess I guess it would be a different kind of sentience than the one that we're used to, but yeah, I don't know. What do you What do you guys think? Like that's that's a really interesting question. Um, I think uh, I have a, I I have uh, uh, one of uh, Professor Pine actually was uh, was talking about this earlier. Um, so I, I have kind of an answer um, that I I've been thinking about to this mm. question. But I want to hear. I want to hear what you guys think as well. Um, I'm I'm currently reading um, "Braiding Sweetbrat Sweetgrass" by Robin Wall Kimmerer. Oh, yes. Oh, we love it. We, so yeah. far, so great. Yeah. Um, oh my god, I love her so much. Oh my god, so good. No, but I mean, so so this is not going to be new to you, Rune. But like, um, but she talks about like. Uh, to, to become native to a place you have to learn its language and that oh. does not that doesn't mean like learn English that doesn't that means like understand how 
the uh, um, understand how the organs in the body of the place uh, interact with each other. Hmm. Understand how understand the relationships and like the relationalities. Um, and so it would be fo- yeah. it would be simply foolish to assume that a tree does not want um, mm. that a tr- you know that a tree does not have um, like an agenda for itself. I kind of I kind of fumbled the use of the term organs, but y'all know what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking. Um, I, I love Robin Wilkimer. We just finished reading Gathering Moss for Professor Pine's class. Oh, nice. um, and it's it, it's just like, I, I, I will never look at moss the same way. Um, it is just a stunningly gorgeous piece. Um, and yeah, like, uh, uh, I think, um, I have it here even. Um, she is of the bear clan of the Potawatomi tribe, I think, um, which is pretty cool because she brings her, like, um, her, uh, her kind of cultural identity to, uh, the bear clan, um, of that particular, um, tribe, uh, uh, is one that, that has a lot of, like, um, traditionally has a lot of, like, plant wisdom, um, medicinal plant wisdom, um, uh, and, like, um, she brings, and she's a botanist, and she brings uh, her kind of cultural identity to the work in these very interesting and unexpected ways. Um, uh, and and one of the one of the ways that um, I haven't read *Braiding Sweetgrass* yet, but I, I it's on my list because it's like one of those one of those books that I just feel like, as like <laughs> as a settler in the Imperial Corps, I feel like it's, it's my duty to to become familiar with like indigenous ways of knowing the place that I live <laughs> like because she lives in New York State um, yeah yeah upstate like far upstate I think yeah um and uh and and uh actually someone that we went to high school with Lindsay um had her as a professor um of ethnobotany oh no way wait who's yeah um uh Mo uh oh, Moran Dwyer oh fuck yeah oh my yeah. god I, that's shout so out cool. to shout out to Mo um you're awesome. <laughs> Hi. And I'm so jealous that, that you had Dr. Kimmerer as a professor. <laughs> that is that cool. Um, yeah, so, like, uh, what was I saying? Anyway, yeah, um, the idea of, like, a plant desiring is definitely, like, experiencing jubilance, experiencing, mm. like, hype. Uh, hype and 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 wanting to want mm. want and wanting to experiencing vibes vibes <laughs> wanting to 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 proliferate and spread and um and like uh, that sounds kind of fungusy it does i guess but i i think it's a different for, flavor okay. for um, some reason i keep as as you're describing this burn it for some reason is making me think of like Maslow's the like pyramid of hierarchy like the hierarchy of needs oh yeah and I keep trying to think of like what would like a tree or a plant want or aspire to and the only things that keep coming to mind are like 
sunlight and warmth and very like and and fertile soil and like very longevity yeah, yeah like very mm. biological right. needs that like the base of the pyramid and i'm like what even would that that jubilance that you're describing like how right. would that yeah at the top like, of the pyramid it's, yeah because it's yeah. almost like trying to uh trying to make a plant mm. yeah it's it and, does anthropomorphize mm. a little bit yeah. yeah. But I guess I guess rather than anthropomorphize the plant by claiming it desires in the same way as a human, what, like what would happen if we, uh, like, de-anthropocentered? What's that word? Humans dehuman-centerized the concept of desire. Decentralizing human. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, like, mm. you know, yeah. the concept of. Um, Uh, like, the, I don't know the the concept of anticipating an end and like working towards it is very is very com is very universal, mm. Mm. right? Like that and is actually, that is what that is what all growth that is what growth is mm. that is what germination is like, right? Hmm. Yeah. And actually, uh, Connor, you mentioned Maslow's hierarchy. Um, I I recently learned that um, that Maslow's hierarchy was uh, pretty much plagiarized from the Blackfoot Nation. Oh, really? I heard about. Oh, wow. I heard about the. I heard about the Blackfoot model, and I forgot what it was. But and I have I have a I have an article open up here. Maslow um, actually flipped the Blackfoot model upside huh. down what? and turned it into so it turns oh, out shit. the Alta First Nations perspective um, uh, 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 according to this person named um, Blackstock um, referring to research by Ryan Heavyhead and Red Crow Community College on the Blackfoot approach to science um, the pyramid starts with self-actualization huh hmm and then it goes to community actualization and then to cultural perpetuity. Huh. So like, um, and I don't, I don't know it very thoroughly, but um, from, from Siksika Nation, um, it, that's where it was originally and then it went to Blackfoot Nation. Um, there's like, it kind of reaches to the sky and there's like throughout this whole um throughout this whole uh concept there's this expansive concept it says an expansive concept of time and multiple dimensions of reality rather than like kind of uh self-informed individual rights that get privileged at the top of the pyramid mm. that like it like gets weighed down individual rights are at the very top and it gets, and they, um, it like, the analysis scope is like very centered on the one individual that's supported by everything underneath. Hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, like that concept of like, oh, you gotta take care of yourself before you take care of others. Like you gotta, you know, put your, hmm. put your oxygen mask on before you help others. But like, how can you possibly take care of yourself without helping and being helped by others? It's impossible. Yeah, no wonder I 
<laughs> right. I put it, I put the uh, the article that I was just reading in the in the general channel. Gotcha. By the way. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's uh, it's a pretty fascinating concept that I was just introduced to. Um, this idea that like um, a lot of our uh, a lot of what we consider to be like modern psychology is kind of based on a plagiarized and reinterpreted edition of like first nations wow. wisdom <laughs> I, honestly i i wish i could say that that surprises me <laughs> the more i learn about yeah just kind of history in general <laughs> The more I learn about the history of social just, sciences, I'm uh, just nothing yeah, surprises yeah. me. Yeah, just just history in general, <laughs> and to like yeah, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Huh. I yeah. I guess would that then extend to fungal or plant? How would that apply to a system, especially like? Um, rhizomes or like things that are part of a larger mm. network of beings mm. where there is no like I think even Rune when you were talking about how uh, Vish was like talking like you're I, I think I remember you going like I'm saying I too much and like that they, you're giving them a personality when it really they're just like one budding body of a larger super network right so like how how even would a and and i'm i'm only continuing with this like blackfoot or, or hierarchy of needs concept just because it's it, we've been talking about it like how would that apply to a larger body that essentially is one being i guess it's a good question it, um yeah, I don't know. Uh I think I think that has to that that really has to um kind of explode the definition of a mm. self before we can actualize the self. We really need to really uh talk about what what a self is. Mm. Um Yeah, I mean the the this the like individual of as the basic unit of society is a very very like it's it's a European frame of reference. Mm. Yeah, it's it's not as universal or as sound as we tend to think it is as Americans for gotcha. sure. I mean, I I like in Malta the basic unit is is like the family for sure, and like families have name like families have names beyond just mm. like surnames, mm. like um, which is kind of interesting. Like like households have names. Mm. That's pretty cool. And like extended, like like cousin networks have names. Hmm. That's sweet. I, I didn't, I, I didn't think. Of, that's really neat. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, uh, a friend of mine, um, uh, a friend of mine has created a, uh, a essentially a Fuchsbrock for Semitic languages that I thought you might be interested in, Lindsay. Oh, oh, why? Yes, um, I would. Um, it's it's supposed to be like. Mutually intelligible between like Hebrew, Arabic, and Maltese. Hey. So, like, Damn. The redheaded like, stepchild know, of the Semitic languages. <laughs> I was like, I know exactly who would be interested <laughs> in this. <laughs> Isaac, please let me send this to my friend Lindsay. <laughs> yeah. Well, need doctor. Wait, is this is this four thirty three, Isaac? This is four thirty three, Isaac. Oh my gosh. Who translated who translated um 
who translated uh, uh, what was it? Um, All Star by Smash Mouth into Aramaic. <laughs> ah. Wait, seriously? Because that's a. Cl- I think that's I remember a, that. That's, that's a actually, classic internet that's bit. That's fucking wonderful. Yeah. Did they that's start the guy that who was did it? Isaac. That was Isaac. Like what? Like five years ago? Yeah, that was Isaac Gatworth Meyer. Well, I'll be. (laughs) Shout out to Isaac. Shout out to Isaac Gatworth Meyer for being like the realist. (laughs) Wow. Wow. (laughs) Let's hang. (laughs) Yeah, he's great. Um, Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I think the idea of a self that is actualized like in uh, in how forests think which i talk about all the time it's been too long um eduardo <laughs> <laughs> in in how forests think uh he talks about how selves are just like they can be distributed and they can be like pretty much any amount of bodies or any amount of like things within a body um as long as they can interpret a thought mm. huh um and like generate a new thought out of an old thought. Um, mm-hmm. And a thought is pretty loosely defined as well. Like a thought could be literally like, like um, he defines a self as like, uh, he, he defines an example of a self interpreting a thought as like a new morphological form of a species that um, is trans, that has transmitted the thought of I'm still alive as a result of natural selection back from <laughs> back from all of the other selves that have died oh. <laughs> that is an example of a, a, a type of thought to be transmitted between selves huh. so yeah. it's like it, it's a very loosely defined concept and um, and so I think for a self to be actualized like we need to completely explode that definition and make it extremely broad Right. Wow. Which I mean, which again, like comes comes naturally if you work in like truly any non-European context. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not like a weird thing. Yeah. To conceive of. <laughs> yeah. Once once again, we come back to the idea that like the Anglo-centric world is really uptight about categorizing. <laughs> <laughs> and also, even even like Anglo world didn't really get invested in this concept of the individual until the enlightenment that's true when everything went off the rails and i hate it so much <laughs> everything yes yeah. everything went off the rails and it's the worst i hate it, it. is the worst I, hate it. I think about it all the time i hate the enlightenment so much oh my god that's like that's how this that's how the introduction to my thesis starts i don't want to be anything like the enlightenment this is this whole project <laughs> is about how the enlightenment sucks <laughs> <laughs> Enlightenment was absolute garbage. Let's it. start over, Ooh. guys. We need to go back. <laughs> I'm we need to go deeper. Reassimilating into the Genghis <laughs> clan. Genghis um, Rumble for the listeners at home. <laughs> yeah, this is this is excellent work, guys. I'm I'm very happy. <laughs> yeah, you got us to do analysis without like saying, "Hey, let's do some yeah. analysis." I did. That was that was your job today, Ali. <laughs> <laughs> Say the line, Bart. 
<laughs> so what do we have? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Of all the things to get, I was not expecting Simpsons references to be. <laughs> I'm well, tweeting yeah. that, by the way. <laughs> Damn. That's beautiful. Hey there. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Armchair Analysis. We had a really good time recording this one. I mean, we always do, but this time especially, we seem to really gel. Um, catch us next episode for some more gameplay. All right, thanks for tuning in.